0: All right, I am Haggai Davis III, along with Haggai Davis II, and we'd like to welcome you to Tech Gumbo. Our show is a conversation about the past, present, and future of all things technology that we like to keep topical, interesting, and digestible. We want to thank our sponsor, Cardinal Capital, for making this possible. Cardinal Capital connects businesses to capital. It doesn't matter what business that you are in, Cardinal Capital has the resources all across the United States that are willing to help fund organizations, of all sizes, life cycles, categories, and locations, Cardinal Capital works with you to craft the best commercial finance package for you to achieve your business goals. Whether you're looking to refinance current debt because of the new government programs and favorable interest rates, or finance new equipment, or maybe you're trying to acquire another business entirely, Cardinal Capital is the resources to make it happen. When lenders cannot do a loan, they seek out Cardinal Capital to help. The Cardinal Capital guys are easy to work with and fun to be around. Contact them today at 225-308-3700 or send them an email at info at and they'll be happy to help you with your commercial finance needs.
1: So each week we take a listener question about a topic that the particular listener was interested in. They went to our website, techgumbo.net. This week we didn't really get a, a question that we wanted to use, so we're going to bypass that for the week. But if you would like a Tech Gumbo mug yourself because you would like to submit a question to us, please go to our website, techgumbo.net. Go over to the question of the week tab, submit your question. And if we use your question, we will send you a Tech Gumbo mug for free.
0: So, the first story that we wanted to dive into kicks off our theme here of artificial intelligence. If you're noticing a pattern, dear listener, that artificial intelligence has showed up a lot recently, yeah, yeah, it really is just that powerful and there's just so many stories that require us talking about because of how important they feel.
1: It really is. It's AI right now, especially the large language models is consuming every story that's out there. I mean, you cannot get away from it. So, we hope you're enjoying our analysis of all of these stories because It's fascinating to us, and so that's why we're going to continue with this being our big story every week, because it is literally the biggest story that's happened in a long time in the technology world.
0: Yeah, every story is also an AI story, and we would be irresponsible and negligent if we didn't
1: talk about it. The first story we want to talk about Amazon has put a lot of money into an AI startup called Anthropic.
0: Yes. So this, uh, you can think of it very much like whenever Microsoft invested a lot of money into OpenAI. Anthropic is a rival of OpenAI. They are making their own large language models. They're making their own image generating models and they are a company who you have to think that Amazon already having all of their tools that do all of their things would love to roll in some more artificial intelligence, uh, generative artificial intelligence into their total suite.
1: And when you consider that Amazon is the largest technology company, their AWS is by far the largest of the data centers where you can have your cloud computing the capabilities that anthropic can can get to if done properly will be a very very serious challenger to chat gpt and to bard and to all of the others but you got to give it to chat gpt because they were first out of the blocks
0: Yeah, I think that that's a great point. You know, in the last segment, we talked about how NVIDIA and their chips are kind of the bottleneck for a lot of this stuff. Well, if you just have direct access into AWS, you get to bypass a lot of that. And so they really get to open up the throttle, and that's going to mean that Anthropic is accelerated and really could compete with ChatGPT until OpenAI releases the next round of innovations.
1: Speaking of ChatGPT and OpenAI, they're getting really, really good. And the capabilities is now, you can actually have a voice conversation with ChatGPT.
0: Yeah, they are going multimodal with it. This is only for the paid version for now, the 4.0, the $20 per month. It's not the the 3.5, which is free. But if you have the app on your phone, it's designed to be a, a better Siri. It's designed to be a better Alexa. And in a lot of cases, it is. It, you really kind of see how stuck in the past those technologies
1: are. When you can have a conversation, and there's a video on the Wall Street Journal's page where this, this reporter is literally going back and forth with Chat GPT without typing anything in. It's recognizing the voice, listening to what the, the reporter was saying, giving good answers back in a spoken voice. And the conversation, because it was a conversation, was really fascinating to watch.
0: Now, it's not perfect yet. You know, it is it is better than something like Siri or Alexa, because it does have inflection. It speaks much more naturally when it does speak, but you do still have some pauses it does take it, you know, a couple seconds for it to think of the answer and to generate the, that voice file of play. It's not as smooth. It's not instantaneous. It's not, you know, back and forth with a person like instantly. But if you were already going to be sit there, would I rather type something in or would I rather have the conversation? I'd much rather just be talking to it. And so that's that's a pretty big leap forward. And that's not even close to the biggest leap forward.
1: The, the picture recognition and breaking down the image as to how to work with that image, what are the actual moving parts and pieces inside of that image, and how to fix it is a fascinating leap. Oh, this is truly astounding.
0: So the video that OpenAI released as their demo video, it's the user who takes a picture of their bike and says, help me lower my bike seat. And it says, oh, you want this lever. You're going to need an Allen wrench. You're going to pop the handle out. And then the user pulls out a a picture of a toolbox and takes the picture and says, do I have the right tool in this box? And it says, oh yeah, it's that wrench over there on the left. You're going to use that one and the fact that it can now look at pictures, identify images and objects, and put pieces together—oh man, this is just such a leap. This is this is the leap from the two dimensions into three dimensions. This is an incredible step forward, and we do not yet fully understand the implications of this. This is another absolutely earth-shattering, groundbreaking step that will change everything.
1: So right now, or for the past 10 years at least, if you were trying to figure out how to lower that bike seat, you went to YouTube and looked for videos on how to do that. And you'd watch five or six different videos until you found one that that made sense to you and you could understand. And you know what? Now with ChatGPT, you don't have to go through multiple videos on YouTube You just got the one, hey, how do I do this? And it will talk you through how to work specifically on lowering your seat and which four millimeter Allen wrench, not the five millimeter, not the three, the four millimeter. And you're going to turn to your left, not to the right. Oh, my God. That's just unbelievable. And
0: this is not even the full power of it because – The future is they hook this into the image generator because right now the image generator is still separate. And so, you know, whenever you sit there and in the future, you take a picture and you say, okay, ChatGPT, this is broken. What does it look like when it's fixed? You know, paint me the picture of of each of the steps because right now it is just talking you through the steps. But if it could draw you a diagram or... Make figures or tables or graphs or pictures to go along with all these steps. You really start to see why a lot of people are nervous about all of the jobs that this could replace. Because this is a tremendous amount of power. It, it, it really is extraordinary. It's, it's not there yet. You know, it still has some errors. It still has some issues. They haven't hooked all the pieces together. But we are just waiting for them to flip the switch on it.
1: It's it's hard to imagine just what five years from now is going to look like. What is when we get to 2037 years from now? What's the AI going to look like then? I mean, it, it's it's kind of unsettling because. As as humans, you know, we're not always really great with change. We like some stability in our lives. This is this is very, very unstable territory here.
0: Humans make changes on generational timescales. I remember where I was when I first heard about ChatGPT because it was in my current apartment. <laughs> it was less than a year ago. This is going to be incredibly it's going to have a lot of positive impacts it's going to have a lot of negative impacts and one of the negative impacts that we're already seeing is that hackers are deep faking into companies because they copy an employee's voice and they call in and that they can bypass security
1: yeah this is really really kind of frightening the the social engineering that someone can can use with these voice generation language models that they can recreate to the point where it is so convincing that the artificial intelligence bot at inside the company hears somebody's voice and knows, oh, that yes, that sounds just like Haggai. It's Haggai. Haggai's calling in. Okay, great. I'm I'm very concerned with the capabilities that what deepfakes can do with the audio and the video. Because if you're not in the room and see it with your own two eyes, you, you're going to not be able to believe what you see on a screen.
0: And the number of people who just don't know about this yet. Normally this technology takes years or decades to proliferate. And once again, we haven't hit 10 months on this stuff being public It's moving too fast. We are not ready. And I I struggle with sounding like an alarmist on these things because I really don't want to be. I have considered myself someone who is a technological optimist since I can remember. I've always loved technology and thought it was cool and great and and have seen the ways in which it can make our lives better.
1: But this is just too much too fast. It really is. And... Google has decided they're going to require politicians in the upcoming presidential election cycle that if you're going to use any kind of AI in the ad, you're going to have to disclose it. So at least somebody's trying to put some guardrails out there.
0: I agree. Someone's got to start doing something and Google with their BARD tool and also with their search engines are in a prime position to do something. And so their idea is that they are going to, one, outright ban deepfakes, which I think is a fantastic step. And two, they're going to have to require that people are placing a marker on it so that anything that is synthetically generated or synthetically altered, it has to be able to be identified by the public that this is not just a simple image that was taken. It was not just slightly manipulated with Photoshop. It was completely generated from whole cloth via one of their tools.
1: And it's really going to be important because so easy is it now that you can create your political opponent saying anything, saying and doing the most vile things, even though your, your political opponent would never, ever believe in that, agree to that. Or actually, ever say that? But with just a couple of keystrokes and some clicks and some bing, bang, bong, there we go. Now you've got your opponents saying anything you want. Going to be, it's going to like I said it a little while ago. If you don't see somebody saying with your own two eyes, you're not going to be able to believe it if you're looking at it on a screen. And
0: I've I've said this before, but for me, the nightmare scenario isn't necessarily that we have some video of you know Joe Biden saying something you know ridiculous so we have a video of Donald Trump saying something you know that he clearly would never say or do for me the the scenario that i worry about is much more that there's a video which pops up from the 70s allegedly wherever it's a political candidate doing something they shouldn't have been doing 30 years ago or 40 years ago or 50 years ago, but from whenever they were younger and it's not great quality footage. And maybe it was, you know, at a party from a distance or something like that. And it's all of a sudden very, very hard to verify the accuracy of that thing because in this day and age, it's much easier for fact checkers who are trying to fact check to say, Oh no, Donald Trump was not at that specific speaking event. You know, that, that couldn't have been him that said that. But if it was, oh, here was this one time in 1984, he was, you know, shaking hands with this other person and they were laughing and having a good time. That's much harder to disprove. We really can't fact check that in the same way. And now all of a sudden you're going after trust. You're going after authenticity. You're undermining confidence in, what we can verify to be true. And that is where I worry that we are going. And we don't have a single way to stop it.
1: So, that video I saw of Joe Biden shaking hands with Abraham Lincoln was not real?
0: Uh, Joe Biden's old, but he's not quite that old.
1: <laughs> that was a joke, folks. Um, <laughs> 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 we don't do politics here This is just having a little fun But yes it is It is very very Concerning where, we're, where All this is going to happen because You got some very creative People very talented People who Can for All the, the wrong reasons Do things that they Think is for the political good And then the disinformation campaigns are just going to be way out of control, and it's going to show up on social media platforms before anybody has a chance to say, no, that's a hoax, that's fake. It's already going to be in front of a million eyes, and everyone's going to believe the worst.
0: Or they're going to believe whatever they want to believe because we have the capability of placing exactly in front of them what are the things which already conform to your political beliefs. And so now moving forward, even more than it used to be in the past, whenever you see something that feels too good to be true, whenever you see something that immediately confirms your exact beliefs that you already hold, pause, take a moment, and see if you can verify them through some other source. Because you're going to have to put more effort into making sure that the things that you were seeing and the things that you were consuming are true and verifiable to the extent that that still continues to be a concept that we have.
1: And it'll just be interesting because if you ask ChatGPT, did Candidate A actually really say this, what would the answer come back?
0: It might give you two different answers on two different days. And that's the worst part is that ChatGPT is not great at verifying facts.
1: and. And, and barred in any any of the oh. large language models, not just to pick on chat GPT, any of them might come back with really weird answers.
0: yeah, and it might depend on how you ask the question and then you you might say, oh, Abraham Lincoln was not alive at the same time that Joe Biden was alive. Did they shake hands? And it might be like, oh, you're right. they were not alive at the same time, but they, yes, they did still shake hands. Because it doesn't actually understand the world, it does not actually have knowledge, it is still just predicting the next word of text. And boy, it is so hard to separate out those things because they feel interlinked because never in human history have they been separate. But we have created this thing and we have opened Pandora's box and there's no going back.
1: Because we just talked about you can sh- show these language models a picture, you could show it a video, you've taught it something, you've taught it that Joe Biden could shake Abraham Lincoln's hand. So it, in its mind, it must be right, not in its mind, in its memory, in its learning system, it now thinks it's, it, it happened. So, gee, it might give you the answer that yes, it did happen. I saw the. I can show you the pictures of it.
0: They were two important political figures. It it would make sense that political figures interact. It's tough to go back and then verify that what times were they alive in? Or maybe you have things which are slightly closer in common, like did Abraham Lincoln ever shake Ulysses S. Grant's hand? I don't know the answer to that question off the top of my head. Maybe they did, but maybe that's for whatever twist of history they didn't that they just always existed in slightly separate circles that's something that's really hard to verify
1: but i'm almost certain there was not video of it and we want to thank general informatics for sponsoring our show general informatics is an information technology firm with a mission and that mission is to make our clients even more successful through the best use of technology based in batteries louisiana General Informatics is a premier IT managed services provider, delivering exceptional managed IT solutions to a diverse base of customers from Texas to the Carolinas. From the beginning, we have maintained our commitment to meeting the growing needs of our clients through the continuous use of innovation. With over 20 years of experience and a team of 120 plus employees, including technicians, engineers, programmers, and designers, GI has evolved to become the leading IT partner of businesses, schools, and government agencies. Our managed services teams can run your digital infrastructure or support your team on an on-demand basis, letting you focus on your business's strength. This has become a proven formula, so proven that 98% of our clients continue to do business with us year after year. Whether you need new IT services, new technology, or you just have a question, visit us on the web at geninf.com. And if you enjoyed our show today, we're here on Talk 107.3 FM every Saturday at 4, and the show will rerun Sunday at 4. If you missed any part of our show or you would like to hear any of the previous episodes, check out our podcast which is available on most every platform, including Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Podcast Attic, Overcast, Player FM, and more. And when you're there, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified every time a new episode is posted. If you like our show, if you have some suggestions or want to submit a question, let us know by visiting our website, techgumbo.net. Thank you for listening to Tech Gumbo.